0: All right. do we do? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Would you care to elaborate? Nope. Would you guys be here without the ladies playing, do
2: you think? No. How you much look, energy
0: can you guys play off of whenever you're making stops like that? A lot. Did the uh, 2 look dented
3: to you? Obviously not.
1: A <laughs> the you? short answers, bro. How good does it feel? Uh, so I've well, so you guys went
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to an interesting episode of Dusty Dines with your co-host TJ Potter and Mike Warfield. As you guys could tell, that was an interview with the biggest fucking rat in the league, Brad Marchand. For some reason, TJ has a little chode on for him right now. And I don't know why, but what's going on, TJ? <laughs> what's up, Mike? How are you? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, what is going on? I'm literally watching videos right now of Brad Marchand on cheap shots. And the amount of fucking foots I see, cup checks, and knee-on-knees, I hope he gets pumped in the final. Like I hope someone gets a hold of him and just rings his bell. That's All right. But that's just me. I don't know. Let's go, let's hear your opinion. I
2: I, right. I, I mean, come on. He, he plays he plays the game real hard. He you gotta give him he plays the game real hard. He's a small guy. He's a fucking target. He's gotta stick up for himself.
3: Yeah, but timeout. So he's going around to other guys, you know, blades on face-offs at literally a neutral zone draw and just stepping on their blades for what reason? Yo, oh, Cam Atkinson gave him shit. I forget
2: what it was for, but give me give me five minutes. Well, while we're talking, I'm going to look it up. But I believe Cam Atkinson did something did something to him before that to start the fucking argument between
4: both.
3: <sighs> I don't know. Alan, what is going on?
2: Yo.
4: Yeah. Like how have you been? Ooh, you know, living the dream, yo. Yeah. Living the dream.
3: So, Alan, you're gonna. I need your opinion, man. Oh Brad... shit, Brad Marchand, what's your opinion?
4: Oh my god, biggest dick in the room, and <laughs> like... I mean, I mean that in a successful. All the girls are staring. Oh no, they're like, they're like, that's not a, that's not a dick, that's a cock. Look at that cock. So you're a fan of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? I it. So, like I said, it didn't even. It's it's been a Sort of a long time coming. I mean, at least two seasons uh, on my part. So when I went to the All-Star game, all I could hear was my friend, who's a big Tampa fan, just telling me, oh, Brad's a douche, and he's a bad guy, and he's, he's a dirty player. But you know what? The dirtiest player in the game, they usually win. My man's going to the finals. And to be honest with you, against the Blues, I told TJ earlier, they're they're going over. It's a, it's, a, it's a north – if you're a northeastern, like north-northeastern, not Canadian, but like below that area, dude, your football team is successful. Your hockey team's about to be successful.
3: So what you're saying is you, – can you compare Brad Marchand to the Sean Avery type of player?
4: <laughs> You know what? I I hear all the venom that you spew against my my blue and red compadre. And you know what? If you're gonna ride down the street in your little bicycle and your short shorts where your balls are hanging out, you know what? Somebody should push you off your bicycle. You know, that I'm just that's my opinion. And I like I'm
2: gonna interrupt you here, Mike or uh Alan. The the fact that, you know, you get people that are fucking gung-ho about Sean Avery, thinking, Sean Avery's so fucking great, but then you just turn around and you talk shit about Brad Marshot, you're a fucking hypocrite. You're I would have biggest, to agree with that statement. You're the biggest fucking hypocrite I've ever met, because <laughs> Sean Avery is the biggest piece of shit there is to fucking play the NHL game. Now I,
1: all right, okay. I don't okay, I, I don't
2: know. I
4: think Brad is equal equally no, as, dirty I as I a don't think, I don't think
2: I don't think he's equal. I think that my argument here is, okay, he's a small guy making making you know millions of dollars of playing a game, the fastest game in the fucking world. And he's a small guy, he big guys to fucking come after him every fucking game. The guy I get it. He does some fucking. It's know, the
4: cheap shots. It's not his playing does, ability is there, yeah, but he's he the cheap some, shots. He
2: does some 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 shitty fucking things during his fucking games in his career, but the guy's a fucking stud. And I and he if is. you're sitting there. If you're sitting there saying you're not going to take him on your team, you're out of your fucking mind.
4: I wouldn't heart you Out of your fucking
2: mind. I okay. wouldn't heartbeat. Okay, All right. You wouldn't want some... like him on Philadelphia, Mike?
4: I would love him for the New York Rangers. Yo, get Brad Marchand. I I John Davidson.
3: I I don't know, man.
4: He would play better with Philadelphia because they're Uh, they're dirtier.
3: uh, Let me throw some shit at you, right? So, for this past season, his regular season, he had game Mm -hmm. played 79, 36 goals, 64 points, 100 points, right? Stellar. Plus minus 15, right? Not bad. Career playoff – or I'm sorry, playoffs for this season, 17 games played, 7 goals, 11 assists, 18 uh, 18 points, plus minus 6. Not bad. But – Mm -hmm. For his entire career, he has 681 games played, 262 goals, 297 assists, 559 points, right? If he just got rid of the bullshit antics that he brings to the table and just played good style hockey, like for him to put these type of points up, we all know he's a good player. I I can't argue that. But it's the fact that he's a dirty player, which makes a lot of people not like him. No, he sells merch. He's the best heel in the game. Put it this way, right? Look at Nicholas – or look at Cromwell, right? He slew-foots Cronwall. That's one of Detroit's – that's literally one of their biggest players. And I guarantee you, everyone in the league is going to think you're a piece of shit because Cronwall's a, Cronwall's a legend in my eyes. Like, he's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. Like, at least I think he should. But it's one of those things that if you're going after vets like that, trying to fucking go knee-on-knee or slew-foot them, or if you're cup-checking someone – that's just scummy, man. You're intentionally hurt someone.
4: It's scummy, but it draws ratings again to go back <laughs> to that Tampa game. Yo, if you could have heard now again me being a big huge wrestling fan, I've gone to buildings where some of the biggest guys in the building get booed so much that you can't even hear your, yourself speak. Dude, I have never heard someone get booed so hard in a building. I mean, I've watched Hulk Hogan wrestle. I've watched Stone Cold and The Rock wrestle. Bad guys, good guys. I have never seen anyone and the Gerber means anyone (laughs) ever get booed in a building in a sporting event, whether it was wrestling, hockey, football. I've seen most pro sports except for NASCAR and lacrosse and soccer. I'll add soccer to that because I've never seen that live. Yo, this dude was so over. He was the, ba- it was the bad guy. Say hello to the bad guy.
2: Let, the me, bad let, me add, let me ask you a question, Alan. Not
4: to interrupt you. You, you, you just did, number I one. Did, but number is- two, he sells jerseys. <laughs> he knows how to sell. He's All a right. sa- salesman. Continue. Did you like Dan Carcello when he was on the Rangers? Yeah, absolutely. He, he's a piece of shit. He's worse than Avery. I I agree as well, but it's it's you're playing in a city he's where worse than but time
3: out time out he's he has worse than... both both of them play two different completely different styles. Yeah, absolutely. You have Sean, Sean Avery, but listen, Dan Carcillo is a piece of shit. Of, like when yeah, he plays but you have Sean as a Avery human being, and Dan Carcillo third or fourth liner, you have Brad Marchand as a second or first liner doing this shit. L- listen, if you want to compare someone to him, a small forward, Marty St. Louis, he had over.
2: Uh, yeah, but Marty was never
4: that points. dirty.
3: Listen,
2: Marty, went to, church. Marty went to church every Sunday.
3: I don't care, but he still put up over a thousand points in his career without being a piece of shit and being one of the mm. smallest guys in the league.
2: Yeah,
4: he was stupid fast too in his prime.
3: Uh, uh, dude, he's a five time All Star, two time Ross winner, 2003 04 Hart winner. He has beautiful thighs. 2003 04 <laughs> Pearson winner, Hall of Famer. It's like, bro. The guy literally made it there because he he literally did his job so well. And for being such a small guy, and when he lost his mom, look at the game that he played afterwards. It was the, unreal.
2: He probably his now, best game. You don't—you don't think Brad Marchand's going to be a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer?
4: If they win the I cup, definitely.
2: Right I, I literally can't say that right. Now <laughs> if they win the
4: cup, absolutely. Well, he's
2: already—he's yeah. already won a cup, correct? With Boston. Yeah, he has.
4: Yeah. So you, you stamp the legacy. You stamp the legacy. Yeah.
3: He, he's, yeah, and he's but not even, still, he's what? I'm... How how old is he, Mike? Uh, I think he is. Give me a sec here. He is.
4: If he retired tomorrow, he's not on the first. He's born in '88,
3: so mm. my math is shit. Do that math for me, thank you. He's 30, 30 years old. Thank yeah,
4: you. yeah, he ain't going nowhere for a couple more years. Thirty and, or thirty-one. On top he of is,
3: it, he's got a good
2: seven years in his career. Yeah, and he's already got almost six hundred points. The guy's gonna have nine hundred to a
4: thousand points. If he doesn't hurt if he doesn't fucking do something dumb. Listen to me, tomorrow if he retired, tomorrow he's not on the first ballot No, Easter, next no. year. But in six or seven years, you probably I could see him having three cups in his career. Especially if he's playing honestly,
3: when his contract's up, I can see him getting traded.
4: Yeah, and going to another team, going to Chicago. And I would you know would
3: you take him on Philly? Would you take Fuck him on no. Philly? Uh
2: You have
4: to. I
3: can't. I I can't say no just because we had scummy guys on Philly. You have
4: to. The Devils. Philly is literally
3: the Broad Street Bullies, man. They literally developed their organization around fighting in like the early ages of the original six. It's
2: also. It's also a thing too. Mike is like the Broad Street Bullies. Like that. That's what Philadelphia is known for. They were. They were assholes when they played. You know, they, they went after guys. And that's what, you know, we grew up watching. So it's it's almost worse than what Brad marshanson You know, you had guys
3: fucking just grabbing guys, beating the shit out of them. Yeah, Absolutely. You're right. But at the same time, look at the, the style of hockey back then. That's how it was. Now it's just pure finesse. And there's no room for that bullshit. Like, you literally have pure But guys, it's ratings. Like, pure, you literally have Euro players, pure junior guys, come from the Q, the O, like, Nothing but finesse trying to go through guys and then you have guys like that trying to take them out because they're he's being he's like pissed off because you can't keep up with them try to hurt It's, them.
4: it's a it's New like England a, thing, I think. Look deflategate, you it's got Deflategate,
3: you got you got spies. Cheating. I feel like anyone I mean, that listens to this can all agree to the point where you never want to be in that situation where you're the you're the guy getting 2 footed, man. Like you don't see it coming and unless like, you have a, you a million dollar contract, yourself, contract and like you ruin your fucking like you said ruin your contract or something it, it it's literally because that piece of shit just ruined your career
4: yeah and it's more for so, the kids too because the kids don't have million dollar contracts yet you know maybe yet you know, maybe so it's like 50 even still 50 it doesn't matter too, right? he's it's just it's a it's not a good teaching tool especially for a guy like that because you know That's kids what are going to grow up idolizing him and then they're going to think oh i can go out on the rink with you know my might team and do that. And then you injure a kid and then parents are dealing with legal, uh, you know, issues and it just turns into something all because Brad had to be Brad. You know what I mean? I bet you Brad's like best it. friend is Kyle.
3: Nope. Don't <laughs> like it.
4: I bet you Kyle and Brad are best friends.
3: <laughs> That's almost like look at uh, Brandon Manning when he uh, hurt Connor McDavid. And Brandon Manning gets traded to Edmonton Oilers. Then he goes down to their farm system. Then he gets benched in their farm system.
4: Yeah, talk about All karma. It. Yep. Talk about karma.
3: Yep, that's that's one thing that, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Poor man, dog. But either way, I mean, that's what happens, I guess, when you hurt their star. But I don't know, man. Like, what are you guys thinking about, like, you know, the whole Hughes situation? Where do you think he's going? I'm going Capo Caco. You think so? Oh, dude,
2: he's a fucking stud.
3: Dude, I'll tell you right now. It, like, I'm so pumped to see what this trade line's gonna look, or this trade deadline's gonna be looking like, just because I feel like big names are gonna be again, thrown around again, like last year. Because Carlson, I feel like Carlson's not coming back soon, San Jose. Nah, man, I don't think he's going. I I don't see him coming back.
2: I mean,
4: You're wild. He's they did, They went so far. He'll do one more year.
3: Uh, no, nah, I don't know, man. I really
2: don't, dude. Just yeah, because in like game
4: three, yeah, it's what it is. I mean, it's that's that's I don't know, ben, that's like, what happens. Although, all he, right. so you never, you never know. Look, with LeBron, not to switch topics, but dude, LeBron might LeBron. go to the
2: fuck LeBron.
4: He might go to the Seventy Sixers, he dude, he'll with he'll fucking never, Jimmy Butler.
3: Never Bro. be Michael Jordan.
4: Uh, that, the only thing that I can say story. that I
3: really like about LeBron is he actually does give a shit about communities and, like, donates, oh, yeah. other than that, fuck Basketball Wise
4: Mike's a man for the, the people. Yep. Mike, you, am, you'd has, be good. Like, you should do, like, state council or something, man. I could see that. No, fuck Swing, me, in Swing in a golf club. Swing a golf club. Hi, I'm Mike Warfield. I'm here <laughs> for you. Here's my card. <laughs> I'm here for you. Vote Mike you... Warfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lit. Would and you like I'll... a cupcake? No? Okay. That's all you hear is the perfect golf ball hit.
3: Ding. Now, if you need lessons, contact my instructor at. Anyway, <laughs> so real quick, what are your predictions with the whole Tuca Rass situation and uh, Jordan Bennington? I mean, you got to think about it. Tuca? fucking consistent as I've ever seen him in pretty much his entire career since their last playoff run or Stanley Cup run and I mean look at Jordan Bennington coming off the bench hot like the kid's just good he's got it I'm he's going goods. I'm I, and, you know not to here we go Brad Marshall,
2: no, fucking no, Bruins. I'm not no I'm I'm gonna go I have to go with the Blues just for you know the fact that you know Pat Maroon inline guy you know, knowing them and playing against him and stuff, it's – I, I got to go to Blues. I'm going to go Blues in
3: six. You know, TJ, nah. every time that I agree with you. The team that we end up picking – Yeah,
4: the, that they sit the bed, bro. Sorry, bro.
3: The only thing that sucks is I love Ryan O'Reilly. Pat Maroon, great fit for the St. Louis team. And Jordan Bennington, he's only just, like, he's so young. It's, just, it's great for St. Louis because now they actually have something to look forward to for the next, like, five to six years. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have a pretty consistent goaltending, um, you know, in their system. And also, the nice part is since they made it to the Cup this year, they were literally last place what, six months ago in the West? Now they're in the Cup. It's just one of those things that they're they're a good team, man. And a lot of people under, underestimated them, but I hate to say it. With pasta going off, with like I said, Charlie Coyle's looking phenomenal back our for their third fourth line, and
4: every line is playing yeah. stupendous hockey. Their D is just
3: moving the puck, and at the same time, when they don't have to, they play it. They settle it down, they slow it down, and they make their own. Like they make everything just flow for them. So. I don't know, man. I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say Bruins and Six.
4: Mm. I was gonna go five. I'm going five.
3: I'm gonna say six because St. Louis made it to the cup, man. They're not in their barn, they're gonna probably win 2.
4: They're gonna lose two in a row right off the jump. <clears throat> I don't know. Tucker, what do you what do you think,
1: Tucker? Ah, I got the blues, man.
4: Sorry to hear that, Tucker.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's almost as bad as being a lifelong Rangers fan, but you know, you can't really. I look at it like,
4: I look now, but you have to understand, even being a Mets fan and probably Mets fan is worse. I look at it like it's it's the realest sports team that you could ever really appreciate because you could be a Yankees fan, but what's fun in watching a team win all the time? There's no fun in that. I know real life. I know sadness. I know heartbreak. I know success. I know cheering. I oh, know we it all. To a
3: therapy session right now? Basically,
4: said, look, that's like what that's what about. it's like being a Rangers fan. It's like free therapy. Oh, okay. Do you know Great. what it's like listen. to watch your team lose ten in a row? It's sad. It hurts. Yeah, I'm a Minnesota of.
1: Wild fan. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
4: Have you ever been a? <laughs> but you got Prince, Tucker. You got ago? Prince. No. Nah.
1: Prince is dead, man. Like listen, <laughs>
4: Prince <laughs> never is dead. Prince is always gonna live forever.
1: Prince is dead.
3: All right. Nah. Well, all right. Talk. <laughs> so, how many games you you got for
1: St. Louis? Honestly, I think this one's going to go to seven.
4: Ooh. You think so? It's going the yeah. distance.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: It's a uh, Cup I, Finals. Two teams that nobody expected to make it this far. I'd love to see it go to game seven.
3: Yeah. So, do you remember the last time St. Louis and Boston played each other in the Stanley Cup? Do you remember what Nin- game that was?
2: 1970.
3: Yep. You remember what famous photos from that? Oh, yeah. Which one? Fucking Bobby Orr, Bobby Orr, Bobby Bobby Orr or hot dog in the air. You're damn right. That's what I'm saying. Hey, where's
1: show. our where's our fake Carolina fan at?
3: Oh, uh, he's not here. Not uh. here. Nope. Not here, boys.
2: So, Mike, Mike, I want to introduce Justin Birnbaum. Justin, right, what's, what's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? What's going good on, idea? man? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. No worries, man. Justin uh, actually has a couple questions about MLRH. Oh, it's here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I spoke to TJ, and TJ told me he was a former player in H. So just to start from the beginning, TJ, what's kind of your background? You know, where are you from, and how would you get into the
2: roller hockey community? Uh, I'm from Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. I actually grew up playing uh, ice hockey my whole life and actually got into roller probably, you know, my, my senior year of high school. And it, it's funny because when I started playing roller – I was that guy that came in all fucking ice hockey equipment, and put on some inline skates. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I looked like that fucking douchebag out there, you know, with a you know, a hockey girdle, hockey socks, elbow pads, shoulder pads, and everything. Man, it was it was a fucking joke.
4: <laughs> was that a shot so what year was this? That, that? What that year was when
2: you were starting to play? That, that was not uh, Inline hockey was ninety nine two thousand. Okay, so you were playing right in the height of the popularity of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, let me ask you this. To what extent were you following roller hockey at the professional level? I know, obviously, Roller Hockey International came up and dominated in the 90s, but mm-hmm. there was a brief time where Roller Hockey International disappeared for a little while, and MLRH yep. kind of stepped in the first time. So, what did you know about that, and were you into that at all?
2: Well, where I, where I started playing inline hockey at was Jay Mazer's rink in LeMoyne, Pennsylvania. So Jay Mazur, you know, played for the Mudcats and Team USA and, you know, CJ Yoder played there as well and and Jamie Yoder. So I got involved with, you know, those guys and Brian Yingling and Steve Ying and all those guys. And that's when I really started picking it up with Inline when I started playing, you know, A-League at LeMoyne with them and they got me really involved with with pro Inline. So let me ask you this. You know, you told me you're playing ice your whole life. Yeah.
0: What's not just drawing you the inline, but why is everybody gravitating towards inline hockey at this time?
2: Right now, I believe, uh, and I use it to my kids' advantage now, is I, I feel, you know, the speed of inline helps you out with ice, with, you know, your feet and, you know, playing four-on-four in inline helps you create more space on five-on-five with your hands playing ice. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 you know, I preach it, you know, you know, to my kid, you know, Mike, Mike and I talk about it all the time. And, you know, we've, we've had John Schiavo on the show. I, I know John very well and John preaches it as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I'm curious though, why, uh, in your opinion, cause you, you grew up basically in the midst of the roller hockey boom, maybe not in the hot spot of it, but yep. you were present for it, you know, why did all this happen? You know, why did everybody all of a sudden start having this tremendous in- interest in playing roller hockey? Because quad skates have been around for yeah. God knows how long. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the rollerblade comes around, but it exploded.
2: I, I think it, I think it's the, the, the popularity of how fast the game is now. And it was, it was a growing game back then. So, you know, you, you put out four guys that could, you know, wheel up and down the rink and create a system playing four-on-four, four, I think it got popularity because, you know, back then when, you know, it was starting, you had like 13 to 11 games or eight to seven games. And now, you know, kids kids have a system now, you know, they, they skate up the rink if they have nothing. They come back and throw it back and wait for the other team to make a mistake. You know, it's, yeah. it's a typical thing where, you know, if you have a guy behind a net and you have a guy chasing – And you go up, and another guy chases you. You got two guys caught behind the zone, and then you have a three on one or a two on one. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, from what from the research I've been doing, you know, everybody talks about it how it's a uh, a wide open game, and that kind of makes for more playmaking as opposed to you know being more dump and chase, crash the net kind of game.
2: Yeah, and it's you know with with MLRH, you know, it's it was it wasn't more of a dump and chase thing. It was more of a, you know, control game because obviously, you know, MRH was full contact and fighting and they, they, did have, they did have offsides. The red line was offside. So, you know, you couldn't pass the puck over the red line. You had to carry it over. So it was, it was more of a possession possession game back then. And now, you know, I, I've, I've had the, the privilege of playing MRH, um, AIHL, XIHL, and p
0: yeah, yeah. So, you know,
2: what I, I, what's that? I was going to say, what years were you in MLRH? Uh, I started probably, I think it was 2002. Okay. So yeah.
0: what was the league like at that point? Because obviously, you know, they played in 98, yep. went on hiatus, and then came back as a watered-down version of themselves. So it,
2: it, it, came back, it came back very strong. It, it really did. And, you know, we've had a, we had a bunch of teams. You know, we traveled all over the place. <laughs> Uh, we, I, I started out with, with the New Jersey riot out of, mm-hmm. uh, Seoul, New Jersey with Chris Pouchon. He, he was the GM and ran the team and I was a rookie that season. And, you know, like I went in and didn't know what to expect. And the guys took me under their wings and it was, it was very, it was eye opening. I'll tell you that, you know, it's when you, you know, you line up on a face off and you have a fucking six, six, three guy asking you want to fight, you know, I was, you know, six foot, 175 pounds. I, I was like, what the fuck? But, you know, you had, to, you had to man up and, you know, show the guys that you belong there or you weren't going to get played.
0: What did you think about, you know, the organization of the league? Did you feel like it was, you know, run pretty well or kind of more dysfunctional?
2: How did that kind of work? I think, I think it, was, it ran well in the beginning when I was, you know, a rookie to my third year in the mm-hmm. league, you know, it's, it was ran very well. You know, the guy, the owners and the GMs ran it <clears> to the point where they wanted it to take off. And, it, and that's how the game should be. You know what I mean? It should be where players should be treated like professional athletes, like, you know, what they claimed us to be, you know what I mean? We were, pl- we were pro inline players. Yeah. And yeah. then it, it started, it started to go on the decline when AHL and, and PHA came around because it was a non-contact league. MLRH was non-contact when you played in it. No, no, MLRH was contact, but AIHL and PHA were not.
0: Oh, okay. So, so guys up...
2: started. So guys started like, oh, you know, I want to save my body, and they went to the non yeah. non contacts.
0: Yeah. Would you say that you know during that period though, MLRH was still the top of you know professional roller hockey just on their reputation?
2: Oh, abs- absolutely. Because you know, like I said, you know. You had you had C.J. Yoder playing, you know. You had Yingling playing. You had Jay Mazer. You had all those guys that were playing, you know, tour Mudcats. They were still playing in the league, and it was it was awesome playing against those guys. You know what I mean? It was it was the best inline yeah. players in in the world. Yeah, yeah. So how long did you continue to play in the league? Uh, I played. I probably played till 2006, 2007, when when I stopped because I, I, I played MRH and MRH stopped and XIHL started mm-hmm. and XIHL was, it was a one, <laughs> one and done. It was, yeah. it was the same thing. It was, it, it basically took over for MRH as a full contact league. And, you know, I played for the New Jersey Savage Wolves at the time. And, you know, we went, we went undefeated that season. I think we went 17 and 0 we, and we played hard for Connecticut in the finals and we won the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So were you around for when MLRH starts roll out roller hockey TV?
2: Yeah, I actually yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, and Mike Mike will tell you I we I played the the Philadelphia Demons were were playing and they my buddy that ran the team, Vinny Barone, asked me to play. He goes, Hey, come down and play against the D C Philbusters and that was televisor. It was like, you know, six hundred, seven hundred people in the stands and there's a, there's a clip on YouTube on uh, MLRH TV of me shit-pumping a guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great, yeah. man. Um, but, you know, roller hockey TV as a whole. Oh, actually, yep. I want to jump back for a sec. Yeah, you yeah. know, kind of, kind of in the 2000s, you know, while you were there, when you fizzled out, was it a lot of, like, you know, a team needed a player and they asked you to come down even though it was a pro league?
2: Yeah, I've, I've gotten that uh, plenty of times, you know, there was, there was teams asking me, Hey, you want to come fill in for a game or, you know, a weekend. There was, there was times where I, I went down to Virginia with, you know, my, uh, my coach, it was, it was Chuck Foster at the time, Virginia Wings. And I knew these guys, I knew Sean Gaglione played for him, Donnie Rowe, you know, henry Sanders, those guys, I, I just knew him from playing the league. You know, it's, it's it's like a brotherhood when you play against these guys, you know, and yeah. they were like, "Hey, let's let's call Plogger up and I I went down and played and it it was it was a good time, you know, playing. You, you know, you have to sign like a a day contract. Yeah. to play in a game and then your contract expires after a day, so you you're eligible to play for other teams.
0: Was there ever any like payment issues along the way where during the time when you were playing full-time or you came down where you just didn't get paid even though you were supposed to? No, I
2: I made sure. <laughs> I made sure that I got paid every time I played.
0: <laughs> did you ever hear like other guys having issues with that though?
2: Yeah, I, I sometimes I did. It was it was an issue with you know guys not getting paid. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so let me ask you. After you you left the league, um, well actually mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump back again. You know yeah, what was the deal? What was the deal with roller hockey TV? I mean, what people told me is it basically was a dressed up version of a good idea, and it never <laughs> never really followed through, but. You know, it, it, it's
2: not really around anymore. It's hard for me to say. It was it was a good idea. And, you know, like Doug Jones ran it. And, you know, he he had a good thing going. It's
1: just
2: it, – it's it, – it, you and I both know and everybody knows. It's like you need that right person to take over inline hockey as a whole to make it what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, the, the only person right now that's doing that is Tim McManus with State Wars. Yep. You know, he, he's, he's doing a great thing with that. And it's jumping back. It's, they, it was, it was a watered down version of, you know, almost like, you know, hockey night in Canada. Yeah. That's what it was like. And it's, you can, you gotta have the personality to have it. Like I wish, you know what I mean? Like I wish dusty dimes could have done it. You know what I mean? It would, it'd be a great time. You know, (laughs) you have, you got, you have Doug Jones doing it and there's only so much shit he could say in it. You know, it cuts out to the Star Wars theme. Like, come on, man! Like, do something original. You know?
0: Yeah. So one of the one of the interesting things is that uh, I know that you know Doug Jones filled in a lot, but they also had a uh, actual NHL play by play guy, Chris Madsen, for a little while. And yeah, you know, I've heard about all these problems about how they were supposed to be live stream games and they weren't, and the production quality was bad, but was there was there any redeeming qualities to it did it did it help raise the popularity of the league at all or was it an opportunity wasted
2: i you know i'm not I'm not one to talk bad about people, but you know it's it, Bill Roul should have did the right thing and, and put it in the right hands of somebody you know what i mean it's, i I don't know who it should have been, but it it should have been in the right hands you know there was times where you know, like, when I, I played a couple games with the Philadelphia Demons, like, we were, we were playing Ohio in Pottstown, and they showed up with four guys. Yeah. You know, and they said to us, they're like, hey, can we take, like, six of your guys and the game's going to count? And we're like, no. And then they ended up grabbing, like, four more guys, and we beat them, I think it was, like, 22-2, to two, right? Yeah. And, and Bill Rao said, no, we're going to make the game 12-1 on the website to make it look like legit. I'm like, it, it's shit like that you can't do. You know what I mean? Like, You, you remember what year that was specifically? That was actually, I want to say, 2016.
0: Okay, okay. So, you know, um, the next thing I want to I bring up is Bill Rao. And I've spoken to him a few times. He's a really mm-hmm. nice guy. Oh, yeah, he's fellow. a good guy, yeah. You know, I've, I've enjoyed talking to him, but I'm just curious what your impression of him is and how, what kind of job
2: he was doing with the league. <laughs> Do you want me to lie or tell you the truth?
0: Whatever you're comfortable with,
2: man. He know, looks I pre- like he, I prefer <laughs> the truth. He looks like Dr. Emmett Brown from <laughs> that, I've back heard that a future. few times. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, Bill Bill's a good guy and like I said, you know, it's Bill was doing everything himself which which he needed he needed help. He needed he needed help running the league. Yeah. yeah. Like back like I said back when I first started, it was great because he had the owners coming together and you know the owners and gms coming together as one to create the league better and then he wanted to take role onto himself and that's what that's what screwed the league over
0: yeah yeah i mean that's that's a common thing you know it's bill bill had this tremendous passion for this and from everybody i've talked to it seems like you know he didn't start out of some altruistic love for hockey but kind of fell in love with it but it felt like it just grew too big for one person. And that was kind of the shortcoming in all of it. Yeah.
2: it's and Like I said, it sucks because, you know, it's when, when, you know, the demise happened, you know, it's, it's, he wanted to do everything himself and it was like, Hey, can you get this team together? And I, I know for a fact, you know, my buddy Sean, he, he called Sean up a couple times and he's like, Hey, can you take this team to Colorado and play any, he, he legit was trying to get a team. And he would pay for flights to go to Colorado. Didn't care who the team was or who was on the teams. He'd fly everybody out to Colorado to play. And it could have been, you know, D-League players. It didn't matter, which isn't good for the league. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. So
2: let, let me ask you this. Yep. Do you have any idea what happened
0: between him and Doug Jones that kind of made them be so sour against each other now? Uh, because,
2: you know, you bring up the name to either one of them and it's a sensitive subject. I to me, I I I don't I'm not don't quote me on this. I I think it was the fact that Doug wanted to take over MLRH, mm-hmm. and it's Bill's baby, and he, he 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 acts that real quick. Okay,
0: okay. So did yeah. you, you keep on you know being involved in MLRH later on? I what what I'm unclear about is when they fully dropped the kind of league stuff and fully became a tournament product and
2: dropped checking too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's almost, it's almost like they, they wanted to try to compete with Piha and AIHL.
0: And do you remember when, when they dropped,
2: you know, the league format and full check? That was, that was right. I was 2017. I remember that. Yeah.
0: So they were, they were playing a They were doing all of that
2: until just two years ago. Yeah, because my buddy, I got a buddy, Mike, Mike in Michigan, Mike Francis. He, he was, I played with him for years now and he, Mike was playing up in Michigan in the league and he was telling me it was a joke up there, you know, like they were trying to get teams together for the the, the non-contact and he, it was just, it, it was a joke. He said, it was basically men's league hockey. That's what it was. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, overall like when you look back on it what do you think the legacy of major league roller hockey is the legacy I I, it would probably be you know meeting I would say meeting new people like new guys like you know hockey's a small world everyone says it's a small world but it's a big world and I think the legacy on it would be that it's probably the only inline hockey league that has contact and fighting yeah it's, yeah. and it's great because you actually played for something, you know. It's you didn't go out there and you know you had to keep your head up at all times. You had to, you know, talk. It was it was more of a communication game than anything, you know what I mean? Because you fucking give somebody a blindside pass, they're dead. That's what it. That's all what it came down to. And you know, playing against you know top players in the world. That that's what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely, uh, you know, definitely was unique and. You know, that's all I got. I usually just at the any time I finish up asking someone about this, I say, "Is there anything on your mind that uh, you want to say about MLRH that I just didn't ask you?"
2: Uh I mean, it, it not not really. I just I I wish to me, I I wish it would come back in full swing because you know, I, I it would teach it would teach these younger players a lot, and you know, Mike Mike, you can chime in on this as well. You know, it's I, I wish it would come back to you know it, to, to, to make kids have balls and man up you know what I mean it's to play the game hard because now it's just it's more of everything's a finesse game in ice hockey and, and kids are afraid to go in the corner but now if you you know you sit there and you have MRH and say hey I'm going to play MRH in the off season during the summer and play hockey in you know the winter yeah. it, it'll teach you a lot it really will like you know not only like I said Your hands, your feet, but it'll teach your awareness on on the rink as well.
0: No, that that makes sense, man. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. All right, boys. I appreciate you having me on. No worries. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it, man. All right. See you guys. All
3: right.
4: That's an excellent conversation.
3: Why did
4: I? Why did I not know this dude? That was (laughs) time (laughs) free. Player you ever seen on the?
2: Fuck man, I I didn't know it was gonna be that long, but it it, it was good, man. Good kid.
4: it was good. Head government. <laughs> What's your social security number? age? At what age did you plan on deciding that you'd want to be a hockey star? Savage.
2: It was good, good
4: conversation. I wanted wanted them.
2: I wanted them. I wanted them to ask me about Brad. So how
4: do how do we feel about King Allentown's videos lately? Yeah. What is your social security number? What about Allentown going all irate on? uh... Oh, he's getting heated. Mike, Mike, you there? Yeah, man. Holy fuck.
1: (laughs) Holy fuck. Thought Mikey fell asleep there for a second. Yeah.
3: Jesus (laughs) Christ. I I, I swear to God, we almost turned Dusty Dimes just to Dusty.
4: No, it was better I was than trying, that. I
3: was getting you, man. I was saying your name. I wanted you to chime in. Hell no, you were going through that yourself, buddy. I didn't know. <laughs> nope, <laughs> that's you. He, oh, and, um, man. listen, I like the kid, but the entire time, hey, 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 TJ, TJ, let me jump back for a second. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> No, that's cool. We got to... I'll tell you what. Besides all that, I was just joking around. But the thing is, he did ask a lot of good questions. And it was nice oh, to yeah. actually get his, you know, questions brought up. Because a lot of people don't know a lot about that league.
4: I don't. And I learned a lot.
3: That's what I mean. So, Justin, please don't take that, you know.
4: Nah, you were very <laughs> articulate as well.
3: Yeah, no, it was nice. It was nice to actually have someone come on and uh, bring a lot of good questions on, you know. Um,
1: just excuse my He's just, kind of a dick.
3: Just to clarify, I didn't know any of the questions beforehand. Just so you
2: guys. Oh, know.
4: excellent! That makes it better.
3: And that's mm-hmm. why I didn't want to chime in. Was this- <laughs> I was just waiting for the next one, and then he just sh- shot it out, and you're just like, "Oh, Mike."
2: Nah, he, he just. In, he, just like, he just. Uh, he just texted me and said, "Thanks for having him on." So you're, you're welcome, Justin. We appreciate
4: you having you on. Maybe We can have you on form. Excellent. <laughs> The one thing, hey, the one look. word he said was so smart. I felt stupid for a moment. I had to Google it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he said a word, and I was like, yeah, "I've heard that word." So like, I wanted to be like, "That's a smart word," but, but I, I don't know how to use that in a sentence. Yeah, sentences. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Holy shit! Just like you, a small kid you at the beer. I'm speaking like I come from the middle of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah,
3: Timbuk fucking too. But uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, it was nice having him on. And uh, fuck Brad Marchand. Just to say. That nah, one. you're
4: wild. That guy's gonna be the. He's the next Hulk Hogan. Watch him win another cop and then you know. Ah. So,
2: so speaking of Hulk Hogan, you guys did you Tucker? Did I send you the video?
4: Yeah,
1: you sent me the video. I sent you Snapchats back. Okay, I didn't. I fucking. I don't remember who I sent it to, but.
2: Yeah, you dude. don't really care to open mind and answer I'm dude. He saw the boas and he's like,
3: "Dad, you gotta take a video of me." <laughs> God has sent it to King.
2: I did, dude. King King was dying. He's like
4: laughing, dude. Hell yeah, he already knows. <laughs> he's, he's got his, his mannerisms already. He's he's down. This kid's gonna be a wrestler. Oh, forget hockey. Yeah, it's I, I got it. That's how it's gonna go. Yeah, he's gonna be like hockey oh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go play wrestle. Yep. Look. <laughs> That's what's up. Oh shit, boys!
3: I uh... So, how's everyone been? Sorry, it's been... Uh, yeah, we're talking.
2: We're, we're we're getting closer to the big one, Mike. Dude, I'll Hell tell you guy. what.
3: I cannot wait.
4: Alan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you taking a trip to uh, Maryland? No, no. But what were you guys? Were you guys talking about something? There's in Brooklyn. Maybe Allentown was talking about something in Brooklyn. Yeah, fucking King of Allentown's in Brooklyn. No, I know that he's in Brooklyn, but is there, like, a hockey thing going down in Brooklyn? No, uh, no, no. no.
2: <laughs> JD, oh, yeah, yeah, hockey is hockey. Got
4: yeah, isn't there, because I, I might be able to swing that. I can't swing no Maryland shit, but, you <laughs> know, I'm not in a caravan on my way to Maryland, you know what I mean? Like, I should be. I should be, but it, it just doesn't work out like that. Dude, well, have
2: Frank have Frankie pick you up on the way, bro. Listen,
4: listen. While everyone's wearing their Bud Light jackets and their bathing suits this weekend, I'm gonna be sending people towels and their CDs that they really wanted. You know what I'm saying? So, there's there's no holidays. There's no hockey days. Yo, Alan, you wanna learn a little bit? There's I'll... no love days. I lost my wife. I haven't spoken to my wife in weeks. Me I don't know if, if she's still injured. I don't know if she's alive. If she's dead. <laughs> Baby, if you hear me, I miss you. I miss you. I my, little I, em, my little Emma I, Bear. I think you're a few <laughs> my little Emma so bear. Where's my contract. little Emma Bear? She went, <laughs> my wife is gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. She got um, surgery. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. God, oh, that was a surgery <laughs> bullshit. That was like a month ago.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I am got nervous and my wife left me, I think. She, you're gone, buddy. Yeah, it's, he it's said, "Happy to see you, never." Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. That's the best. Hell, if that's the best thing going for me, then it, I guess it's not terrible. Yeah. Dude, how and, about
2: it, hey? How about how about Frankie fucking reminiscing, bringing out fucking old old stats and shit, bro? Oh my god! Did you know what that puck's from? Where? That was that was my fiftieth point in six games. He kept the puck.
3: Good lord! Yeah. <laughs> Good, Good lord. lord fucking love it. It's a lot of passing. Look at that shit. 50 did you points. see it? Yeah. 2014. What is that Grim Reapers? Yeah, dude. Sick jerseys. I'll send you a picture. Bro, I'll tell you what. Our jerseys are pretty fuego.
4: Yeah. Not yeah. We're going to look pretty steasy. What's the team name? <laughs> the Meat Wallets. Yeah, buddy. Did you make the, did you make the honorary Coach Allen one? No, no, no. Yeah, if you'd show up. Nah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't show up, you don't get Alan, the jersey. Listen.
2: listen, Just have Frankie pick you up. That's I, what I'm, tellin- I, I'm telling you, man. He lives in. Listen, he lives in fucking Staten Island. He'll swing by and pick you up on the fucking part or turnpike, and
4: you roll down. I mean, you make it sound so easy, but I gotta, I gotta work at that, that slave cave. Yeah. No, you don't. You yeah, do I gotta go to the plantation. Cave. This ain't the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, my gotta go. That's they tell me to jump, and I say where? New. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I am like i got a shit. They're like, No, you don't. Come here, boy. Get back there. <laughs> Come here, boy. I reckon you got a pretty mouth. Now come over here and sit down. Bad ass. If you don't come back, <laughs> don't come back to that whoop ass. He has the savages. I love it, man. So to go back to a previous podcast that we had, and, and me and all my daddy issues, my daddy actually died. Uh, I haven't shared that with you guys. I didn't know him though, because he was estranged. But... Is
2: is this real life or is
4: that's real life? This <laughs> isn't a word This isn't a shoot. Okay. This is a shoot. This isn't a work. Well, I, I apologize this is, this is... and I'm sorry. Oh, you don't have to say you're sorry. I never met the guy. It's Just I haven't well, talked if to them. That that if the it wasn't, if it wasn't for him shooting Thanks, his fucking Oscar, gun, no problem, man. <laughs> Sometimes people cry on the inside Tucker. Dude, I was crying the other day when I listen. blew my
1: tire on the way home. I was See? Fifty Shades of Fucking Furious, Alan.
4: That's you just brought the mood down. Alan. Tucker, way to
2: Alan. go. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he shot his load in your mother.
4: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just.
2: I, I, I'll, I'll go there, and then he that we would never have you if your mom took it in the mouth.
4: She, she could have took it in the back side. Yeah, she could have went anal. Could've. She could have went deep. And in. then we oh, wouldn't God, have,
1: have Alan Peter. Sexual attention with a knife right now. How
4: Yeah. How did, like, how did we get here? <laughs> Listen, sometimes women get DP'd out there. You know what I mean? It all depends oh, on which one's totally squirted. That's terrible. Oh, my God.
2: What was it? A 4 Damn a four, I. six,
4: three double play? Yeah, you already oh, know. Okay. Right.
3: Two balls. <laughs> One cup. <laughs> That's
4: <laughs> it. <laughs> Two balls, one cup. Now that's degenerative right there, guy. You just crossed. Ooh. I'm surprised you even know what that shit is, my man. I feel like you guys are real white bread out there, MTA. You're not up on 2G1C. But apparently you are up on 2G1C. That's fantastic. That's what dreams are made of. That's what dreams are made of as far as I'm concerned. my future lies. One for you to be able to, to stomach 2G1C, oh, boy. <laughs> nope, I think I watched <sighs> that the
1: first time in, like, sixth grade, and that was probably enough nightmare fuel for a while.
4: Nice. Hey, well,
3: you know what? I'd I, I literally pay everyone nothing to get off the topic right now. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk hockey as hockey? Sure, let's do it, man. All right. So, I'll tell you what, Alan. If you want to actually know a little bit about that, uh, hockey's hockey's actually August 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Is, yeah, it's all. Yes, yeah, be at East Meadow, New York. It's going to be at the Islanders' practice facility. Um, but actually, the dates are right here. So Thursday night is going to be draft night. That's at 7.30. It's Northwell Health Center Lobby. Friday's Matt Martin's Youth Camp Altar Game. Uh, that's at 5.30. And then Hockey's Hockey has their main uh, pro ice event afterwards at 7.30. But it's gonna be a five dollar mission cost. But the donations go to Charles Wang Children's Foundation. Don't make fun of that. Saturday, Charles H- Wang, man, New York Islanders. Hey, man, some people want to make fun of that name. I'm just saying. Children's <laughs>
4: Foundation. So
3: Saturday, August twenty fourth is Hockey's Hockey Day again. Uh, but. It starts at 8 o'clock in the morning, um, and it ends at around 10, I believe, for the after party, but around 7 30 at night, it's be the main event for pro, it's going to be the roller game, and then, uh, I believe, 6 to seven's Mission College Hockey, what else, 4.30 is a Youth Ice Clinic with John Chiabu, and then um, there's going to be a women's ice game, but that's still to be determined, so we're not really 100% sure when that's going on, but yeah, man you want to stop by, it's going to be a good time.
2: I'm yeah, thinking there's to... a live
4: podcast in our future.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's going to be the no, cool I, part. I just want to touch on uh, AT8 Hockey, guys. Go check out AT8 Hockey on Instagram at AT8Hockey. Uh, they got a new line of uh, sticks coming out right now. And Mike, yeah, Mike and I are... Uh, going to be honored to actually test out the first set here in a couple weeks when they uh, they send it out. But uh, they got a lot of merchandise right now. They got hats, shirts, gloves, all in the works right now, new sticks. Their old line is on their website right now, or on Instagram right now, and the link's on their Instagram for their website, and they got old sticks going for $149. So go check them out, give a buy, or you can buy
3: the new sticks that are coming
2: out in a couple weeks.
3: So, a lot of you guys know we always talk about our girl kelly at goodwood hockey uh, the sick part with goodwood they're always coming up with new trends and ideas for hats t-shirts you name it she's trying to think of it so um the sick part with kelly she works with john shabu personally and he also has um basically his own mind and right now he has i believe four new colors coming out for this weekend for his new hat so if you guys go to goodwoodhockey.com there's an entire link for all the merchandise and also for if you want to learn about john chiabu there's a link for that and also um once again we can't you know stress enough about the Score nebula t-shirt every single time you purchase one of the Score nebula t-shirts a portion will go to um, a charity for clean water and i think for kelly and all of us uh dusty dimes that's the biggest thing is like we want to give back to people No one's here to, you know, basically take money and run. Kelly's the type of person to, you know, take money and spread it out to make it, you know, how do I say better other people's lives. So if you guys go to uh, goodwoodhockey.com, give her some love. Um, Let her know Dusty Dimes sent you. And, yeah, man, I'll tell you what, it's nothing but good merchandise, and you got to give her some love.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we can also talk about our good friends at Rink Red Hockey.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rink, yeah.
2: Rink Rat Hockey's best wheel in the game, guys. For inline players, go check it out on their Instagram at Rink Rat Hockey. Go give them a follow. Uh, tell them – go give them a, me- a direct message. Tell them we sent you. They got a promo code out now. When you buy wheels
3: for them, it's Dusty Dimes. That's the promo code. Dusty Dimes. With an S, not a Z, because some of you people yeah. like to be like a hood rat and try to use a Z. I don't know why, but – Yeah. But um... – you know, last but not least, our boys at Bear Beards, man. Vinny and Eddie. Dude, I'll tell you what. I, I played men's league with Vinny. I grew up playing with Eddie. And no matter what, every single time, it's just I love playing them, man. They're good dudes. They always, like, even when they represent their company, they're always professional. They're always nice guys. You can always approach them. So if you guys ever have any questions, you know, you can directly Facebook message them at Bare Beard, Bear Beards, excuse me, B-A-R-E Beards. Or if you guys want to purchase anything, I believe they have the link on Facebook, but if not, go to Etsy.com, E-T-S-Y.com, and then type in Bare Beards. At the end of your purchase, use promo code GONGSHOW10, and then you'll get 10% off your entire and that's from us. Um, the awesome part with them, they have all your beard essentials from oils, bombs, combs. Uh, they even have merchandise from Beards, and I believe hats as well, and they also have Chapstick, man, so... For any of you guys that don't like chap lips, give them some love. But uh, yeah, go to Bear beards and uh, give them some love and let them know that's the guy i you guys. But other than that, appreciate you guys staying with us. And TJ, you got anything to say, man?
2: Yeah, man. Everybody have a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. Drink responsibly. Don't fucking drink and drive, please. Yeah, that. Please yeah. don't hold the fireworks. Is actually, in your hands.
1: four two.
3: Yeah, don't be stupid. But if you're gonna be stupid, at least have a driver
4: absolutely call an uber guys yeah call an uber and throw hey, up in his back seat
3: best, best advice i can give you guys if you can't afford a fucking uber you can't afford
4: a dui so
2: call a friend
4: yeah so i mean i man. heard a great interview by warren buffett if you can't pay for something twice you can't afford it
3: exactly That's what he all said right. all right boys well
4: other than that thank you guys for staying tuned and see you guys
3: next week other yeah. than that stay dusty
2: stay dusty guys stay dusty.